Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have Jennifer Love for the Love. Hello. Hello, Jennifer. And do you still think we're all psychic? Yes. Like, yes, I do. Misty is not here today, listeners. Um, this is a video podcast on Spotify. And you'll finally get to see Jennifer Love and her angel wings. They're real. They're <laughs> I can see them when she's not standing or sitting right there. <laughs> in my mind but i don't yeah. ever see her any other way except in my mind i think this, uh, is, anyway. this is where i record so i always sit here yeah so listeners if you're new we do a, a monthly podcast with jennifer love talking about love and metaphysics and and how to do it how to do it all and how how it can be done a different way and how to love yourself was our first one and then you have love to give and we i think this is probably the seventh i think or something like that yeah maybe yeah maybe Quite a few, quite a few, and um, it's been I've been educated, and I love it. So we're tonight we're going to talk about how to keep the spark alive if you're in a relationship or you're trying to keep some fire going, some or just some like passion for each other. Still. Yeah, because it happens to everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it is. It you know even new couples, you know couples who've just had a child, couples who've been stress married up when forever. Stress. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who's going through any kind of transition or stress or life stress, you know, it, it happens to everybody. So it's not anything to be like ashamed of or um, even embarrassed about. It's just, it happens. So, yeah. you know, relationships ebb and flow. So you just have to be able to recognize and rebound. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. And there's so many different ways which uh, I will learn from you. I have a few ideas. Um, but oh, and I forgot, your... I forgot empty nesters, empty nesters. Oh, that's a yes. big thing, especially in, if you're listening to this, you know, right after she's going to release it, it's a big thing right now because a lot of people have teenagers that are graduating or kids going off to college and like it's a big deal when you've had your baby in your house and then all of a sudden they're venturing off into the world. And then you're like, okay, now I'm back with my spouse or significant other and there's no child here and the dynamic has changed. Yeah. So now we're, we're relearning our dynamic all over again. So right. it's like, it's different. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. That's yeah. a huge one. Cause a lot of couples I know they, they jokingly are like, I can't wait. I can't wait. But when yeah. it happens, they're like, oh gosh. And they just don't know what to do with each other. Right. They're, it's they're just different. To to each other without yeah. feeling it. The children are always yeah. have to be an example all the time and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So it, yeah. it just changes, you know? And I think we have to recognize that these are just like life stages and it's okay that we just have to relearn each other and change with it, you know, and just recognize that this is normal. You know, yeah. everybody goes through the same kind of growing pains to change in relationships and that's okay. It you, know, is you don't totally have to be okay. like weirded out by it or think that, oh my gosh, this relationship is not good anymore because we're in right. this weird phase right now, but it's normal and everybody does it and it's, it's okay. Yeah. So know that everybody goes through these phases of like, are we okay? Is this weird? You know, 
you know, the dry spell or whatever you want to call it. It's, yeah. it's normal. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, you know, especially for women, especially like after they've just given birth, I, mean, I know some women yeah. need want to be more intimate more often, but from women I've known, it's like, they are so busy with the baby. They're so tired. It's, it's the last thing on their mind, you know, right, and they can't right. feel the passion and kindle it up because they're so busy with this huge thing that just happened you know <laughs> so, and especially yeah. when you've just had a baby your body is different yeah you know? like yeah. you just have to take a step back and start it with anybody you know whether you've just had a baby or not you have to be comfortable with your own body that is step number one you can't be intimate with somebody else if you're not comfortable with your own body and this is True. so important everyone yes. this is step number one with reigniting the spark with your a lover big, big point there yeah you have to be comfortable with your own body and so this may sound a little bit forward or whatever but take the time to pleasure yourself yeah if totally. you want to be you know you know, having a lot of passion with your partner, just take that time to reorient yourself to your own pleasure. What brings you yeah. pleasure? And it doesn't always have to be like sexual pleasure. It could be like, what kind of clothes feel good to you? Right. And what, what tastes good to you? And what kind of music is pleasing to you? Anything that brings you pleasure, it doesn't always have to be a sexual thing. Like a nurture and romance and all that stuff yourself. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Your own girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend, you know. Romance yourself. Other I'm a great big idea. proponent of buying yourself flowers. Um, <laughs> I, I tell <laughs> I tell my clients who are trying to bring like a lover into their lives to buy themselves flowers every week. Like if you want a boyfriend or a lover to be buying you roses every week, buy yourself roses. Yeah. Like just whatever you want to bring into your life, you do that for yourself. Yeah. Romance yourself. Yeah. So like the first thing, you know, pleasure yourself. Cause if you don't know what brings you pleasure, how is your partner going to possibly know what brings yeah. you pleasure? If you don't know what brings you pleasure and, you know, especially after a baby, women are just culturally shamed for their appearance, which is and, yeah. And as we normal. get older, we are too, you know, as we get <laughs> yeah, older, yeah. you know, happens. we're, we're shamed for having loose skin or stretch mm -hmm. marks or like, but all of these things are totally normal, right? You've just given birth to a human. So I don't know why our culture is shaming us for Eh, totally normal to thing places i think i yeah. don't know right women are yeah. getting you know so just start to <laughs> start to embrace your curves ladies like this is a very normal thing um so we just have to as a society just start to normalize and embrace imperfections or what we consider imperfections they're really not <laughs> but just yeah. embrace what we think are well, imperfections are. because yeah. everybody has stretch marks. Everybody has cellulite. It's just that when we see it in TV or movies or magazines, it's been like edited it's been like out or airbrushed or, out. Yeah. And, and yeah. like the character is, is like a archetype of something silly yeah. or something ridiculous. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a yeah. stereotype of some sort. And it's just, doesn't right you know, represent what the real world is like, you know, to me anyway. And they, they have, you know, 25 year olds portraying teenagers in TV shows. Yeah. And, and, like and, and, it's not and, real. 
yeah, yeah like 65 year old actor men dating like 23 year old yes. actress women yes. you know <laughs> and they're not married really. in the movies and they're they're building that doesn't happen. or it just doesn't work for me at 47 so just like, sorry just <laughs> honor your body as like your your stretch marks are a badge of honor you know your body's a changing landscape and it will just continue to be as you get older so just embrace it and yeah. you know start getting intimate with yourself because you know men are not ashamed of their bodies the way that women are it's very interesting you know <laughs> it's interesting they they just they just aren't. aren't yeah um you know but I, i'm sure like there are as we get older you know um men get sensitive about certain things too you know i'm not i'm not trying to exclude the men well, sometimes they're um, also taught to hide all weaknesses so maybe yes. they if they do feel it they they may like box it up and just yeah, yeah. you know so I'm definitely not saying don't appreciate your men in your life, but, you know, we all have to get more comfortable with like feeling comfortable in our own skin. So, right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's great. So I think that's mm-hmm. the, the first step is like the first step to intimacy is, you know, getting comfortable with yourself, I think. Yeah. And, you know, there, I, I think you can find if, if you're younger, you can find there, you know, even if you're older and you haven't really found your vibe your sexual vibe or sure. your intimate vibe yeah you know you can find a partner who may be willing to teach you and that's always fun too yeah as long as you're comfortable with your body and you're just not sure what to do with it that's another angle you know and having someone like you know for me if I just met a man with scars all over I wouldn't be like ew I'd want to go kiss all those scars if I loved him you know he has scars yeah small so I mean if someone loves you they're not going to care they're going to want they're going to love it all totally you know totally so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're single, you know, you can even be in like an experimental phase. You know, I'm going to date this person. I'm going to date that person. Yeah. See what I like. Yeah. Who, who can pleasure me the best? Who can teach me more? Yeah. <laughs> it could be like that, you know? Yeah, again. So <laughs> if you're, if you're with somebody already, like, let's say you're already in a relationship and you're like, how do I, so we're, we're doing okay. Or we're like, you know, we're just trying to help you know, keep the spark alive or just wanting to increase, you know, our connection. So you want to like create these, what they call these rituals of connection. So you want to make connecting with your person a daily thing or a priority in your day. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it with my boyfriend until I was reading this, um, as a thing that you should do. Um, but we actually do connect every day, um, with our like, good morning, good night text. Yeah. Uh, Cause we don't live together. So we connect over text or the phone every day. And I, when I was preparing to do this podcast, I didn't even realize that that was a thing that actually it's kind of a ritual that we do every day. And it really does help us like reconnect at the beginning yeah. and the end of the day to kind of like, well, how was your day and what happened and da da da, and it it's just very comforting to have that ritual of like I know at the beginning and the end of the day we're gonna reconnect somehow, even if it's like really brief, it's gonna yeah. happen, and I just know that it's just like a touch point that I have with him. That and you know he likes it too and appreciates it too yeah. probably right it's like yeah he yeah loves it. yeah yeah. And it does. And I, and he said to me, like, um, I said, you know, I really like that you still text me good morning and good night. And he said, 
well, I'm glad it's not getting boring. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 it's not boring. No, it's it's not boring at all. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 but I told him how much I appreciate it too. And I think that that was important for him to hear that I still appreciate it. Yeah, so, um, but it doesn't have to be that I'm not saying like, you have to do what we do. Um, but some, for some people it might be, you know, we're going to sit on the couch together every night and hold hands. Yeah. Um, we're going watch to go for a walk together. Yeah. yeah we're going to watch our show together. We're going to, um, I'm going to bring him a cup of coffee every morning. Um, maybe we're going to take a shower together, whatever floats your boat. You know, I'm not yeah. telling you what your ritual is going to be um, <laughs> for everybody. It's going to be different. Maybe you're going to go walk the dog together. Yeah. Um, maybe you're going to take out the trash together. I don't know, like whatever fits in. Or your maybe life. you'll do something very naughty on the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. At maybe that's going to be your ritual. <laughs> but I, I, I and then you do it on Wednesday too. Anyway, because Tuesday <laughs> was so exciting and you can't wait till Thursday. Yeah, that's how you keep the spark alive. <laughs> I would recommend you pick a daily thing. If you want it, to, you want to make it a daily yeah, thing definitely. because that's just kind of like your daily touch point. Um, that makes it a ritual. It's kind of like a, it it's kind of like a, a love nickname, you know, like baby. Sure. Or, or, you know, anything like that. And people like if they've been dating a while, sometimes they'll have their own unique ones that they name each other. And some people love nicknames. Know. Some people can't stand yeah. it. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to make those kind of rituals of connection, that's supposed to also increase your intimacy and that helps keep your spark alive. Um, emotional intimacy is also important. And the Gottman Institute, which is um, these two psychologists who've been studying um, marriage and divorce for like 40 years, it's like a ridiculous amount of time that these psychologists have been studying this. Um, but they have found that a six second kiss is essential for intimacy. Mm. So um, I'm not suggesting you count it, but <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, if you think about it, that's a kind of a long lingering kiss. It's not just that, you know, you're done. Um, it, so you want to make sure that when you do have that physical kiss with your partner, it lingers, you know, you want yeah. to be a little bit more physically present. Vulnerable. Um, yeah. yeah. Like um, open to feeling their love and not just in your, in the motions, you know, doing the motions. Yeah. Like if it's six seconds that you usually kiss, maybe, you know, push it to where you think you should pull apart and then just push a little farther, you know, wait a little longer, see what happens, see where it leads, you know, see how they I, react. Yeah. As I've been studying Tantra as well, you know, there's a different way to hug too in Tantra as oh, you're like tell. exploring your partner. So, you know, when you first meet someone and you're doing that kind of like awkward hug where you're, you're maybe chest is touching, but your hips are faced outward. So your yeah. hips are not touching the person, but you're kind of like that lean in hug, you know, yeah. so your shoulders <laughs> might be touching the person, but your hips are kind of not you're, you're faced outward. The, the author of the book called it a Donald Duck hug, <laughs> which I was like, that's interesting. Like kind of like the shape of Donald Duck's body kind of. Yeah. Outwards. <laughs> so I was like, hilarious. all right, I get it. You know? Um, so you want to do with your, with your partner, you know, you want not the stranger with your yeah. partner, you want to do a more emotionally intimate hug 
where your hips are pressed together when you hug. So you want to make sure like the full front of your body and your hips are pressed against theirs, more of like um, an implanting kind of yeah, and it's kind of like at first it's a little awkward with the feet like do i go yeah, in it can go be. it's okay yeah. to be awkward at first because that's how so you yeah the, you the have regular to, you have yeah. to stagger your feet you have are to you stagger stand on theirs knees. or they stand on yours or <laughs> you know that can happen too yeah in order for your hips to meet someone has to stagger their feet or knees yeah. and depending on you know who's taller and you know who's you know where you're facing and da, da, da. so yeah you have to kind of see where you fit right who fits where and whatnot, but eventually, you know, you figure it out and how you fit together. Um, but yeah, you definitely want your hips pressed together. Um, and that's, you know, creates more emotional intimacy, physical intimacy. And you know, it lines up like all the chakras too, when you're like that, it does. you know, it just lines in and like mm-hmm. with the boyfriend, my new, my boyfriend, when, that's you know, tantra. neck problems. Tantra. Yeah, if yeah. I hug him and I'm, I always hug him, but if I just like hug him and I just start sinking into it, my neck will pop where it needs to. It's the weirdest thing. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that that's great? Like <laughs> energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Like if yeah. I'm trying to do it, it won't do it. But if it just kind of, you know, like hug him, it'll just like pop. <laughs> it's great. Wow. I wish yeah. that happened to me. I have to go it's to amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I needed it. <laughs> when it's happened, I've always needed it. It's really weird. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so the last thing I want to talk about is uh creating desire. So Esther Perel is um a relationship expert that I've talked about a lot, and she's written extensively on infidelity which is, you know, kind of the opposite of what we're going for, right? Um, when we're trying to talk about keep the spark alive, but <laughs> it's important to talk, it's important to study infidelity if you want to avoid it, right? right. So um, she, she talks a lot about how to keep monogamy flourishing by creating desire. And I think we've talked about this before. And I know Misty mentioned it in a previous podcast, like months ago, but, um, when she was talking about, um, having a girl's weekend, oh yeah, yeah. like a girl's trip, you know, and the most important thing to create desire is to maintain your own individuality while you're in the partnership. So that creates desire for you and your partner. You get more so and more you can't just like they get more and more interesting. Yeah. You can't just like be a couple constantly, you know, and I know, you know, these people who just like go everywhere together, do everything together. And they like have no independent life outside of the relationship. Like they do everything together. And so you, you both have to have lives, independent lives outside of your relationship, whether that be your career, whether that be your hobbies or just your interests, like you have to have something that's external to the two of you so that when you go away, you can come back together and like share what's different. You know, um, right. maybe it's like you, you know, you, you know, had readings and that something interesting today that you learned about yourself or, you know, you, you know, you and your cats, you know, talking about your cats and then your partner's talking about his day and, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, yeah. my, um, my boyfriend's really into Star Wars. He loves that shit. Oh, I love um, Star so Wars. So like, 
My boyfriend yeah. and I are both really into it, and we watch the Kenobi right now. Like, I guess you know about Kenobi having come out. Yeah, he got he got me oh, all into so good. Oh, watching yeah, last night. So good. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, so like, so yeah, it's 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 a mm-hmm. way you know you can maintain your individuality while also maintaining the connection. Like, you you can be interested in what your partner's interested in, mm-hmm. but then also you know your own stuff. Like right. he listens to me talking about my dancing constantly. But he doesn't do it. You know, but he listens to me talk about it That's all the cool. time. You know? um, so Esther Perel, who I just talked about, has these cool cards, this like card game. Um, and it's called Where Should We Begin? And it's like more of like a conversation starter. And um, you, there, it's like a whole game, but like, examples are like I'm my own worst enemy when and then you kind of answer oh okay um I'm the most judgmental when it comes to blank and then you answer I've always been embarrassed about whatever yeah so these are not these are great like conversation starters when you want to relate some um, like emotional intimacy right there yeah yeah and it's not just for um couples this can be for like families um groups of people like because these aren't just coupley type of questions these are just anybody type of questions the stuff you don't say (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's, it's especially good for for men who have difficult times, like talking about emotional things. This is one of my favorite decks. This is called the, and T H E A N D. It's a very unfortunate name. I don't know why they named (laughs) the most, two most common words ever. It's a very strange language. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it has nothing to do with what it is. So I'm kind of wondering like why they named it that, but this is the dating edition. And I love this deck. It's, um, it's, I, I would take it with me on like first dates <laughs> because <laughs> it, it's these um, questions about like, they're just like really good emotional dating questions. When's the last time you held someone? Oh, when was the last time fine. you cried? Why? <laughs> what is your advice to me regarding dating you? How do people react? Do you like that when you pull those out? I mean, you gotta get, I guess, is it lighten it up or does it, you um, know? it Cause there's some fun ones too. Like, um, but men are actually, when I've experienced this on a date, men are actually appreciative of it because they don't have to come up with conversation <laughs> and they're usually extremely honest as yeah. well yeah. because it's just like, Oh, you're just asking me this. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. You know? it's an, it's yeah. An and it's, it's not, it's an unusual question usually. And it's just yeah. like, Oh, okay. And then they, they don't really have time to like filter or like <laughs> think about <laughs> lying and then you start getting so that conversation going yeah yeah and nice. it's nice I usually get one or two questions out and then you're right the conversation just goes it's not like we're playing a formal game where it's like you ask a question <laughs> then you ask a question you know it, it's usually just two or three questions and then we're just talking um but uh my boyfriend in particular liked this game um because he does have a hard time sometimes emotionally articulating what he was thinking and feeling. 
Um, so yeah, he was, I feel like he is kind of a shy person in general. Um, so I felt like I was dominating the conversation a lot. You know, I like to talk, right? (laughs) So I felt like I was dominating the conversation a lot. So I brought this, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, So he would talk too and get more out of him about like, what are you thinking? How do you feel? Um, there's this other deck called, uh, best self intimacy, I think, um, Oh, cool. Okay. I see. This is a lot. This is one that's on Instagram a lot. Um, it has like six different areas of, um, like subjects. So you can pick, um, the past, random life, relationship, intimacy, or about you. Six it's different like trivial pursuit. <laughs> kind yeah, of, yeah. And so you just kind of select a color or whatever. When you experience stress or overwhelm, how do you like to be supported? Yeah. So nice it's just another type of yeah. game, right? To get conversation. Cool conversation prompts right I yeah. love this crap like this is the best. it reminds me of yeah. like when I don't I know you probably played this game when we were kids I don't know if they still play it but the never have I ever drinking game yeah is kind of how you get to know people when you're about 18 or 20 not, I mean sorry 21 or 22 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> and yeah. then I have these I have these other like naughtier versions of the same type of thing awesome where they're like more sexual type questions this is when yeah. you've known the person a little bit more you're not going to bring this on a first date you're going to like <laughs> save this for later um how would you tell a love interest their breath stinks okay that's not that's not that fun <laughs> um what movie is most likely to make you cry but you'd still watch it again okay these are all dating ones this is not the one yeah this is the dating one this is sexual. Sorry. Uh, oh, you've been dating someone online for two months and things are going great. On the oh, that's another. Your partner admits that they miss nothing about their ex except the sex. Is this a deal breaker? A yes, because that's disrespectful. B no, because they're just being honest. C it depends if they're still friends with the ex or not. D no, but they shouldn't have said that out loud. Wow, that's some conversation right there. <laughs> that's like getting some meat. Yeah. So like and there's yeah. like there's like really weird ones. Would you rather serve two years of prison time or have a new baby with your ex? <laughs> <laughs> like just like random stuff. Like that would never happen. <laughs> Who does that? You know. Um, yeah. So those are like that's I, I just like one, those. Yeah. This um, conversation games um, to help create intimacy. I just think it does help keep the spark alive because it's different. You know, you're just going to start new avenues of conversation that I guarantee you have not before. (laughs) Yes, that's a brilliant idea. That's a really good idea. And Another, another thing that is sometimes fun if you don't have already um there are there are tarot decks with um shall we say sexual themes i've seen them um, yeah yeah so i have this one called sex fortunes um, <laughs> that has like different 
positions and I don't yeah. know if I could show this or not um uh, I, th- on the I video. think we have, to put, we have to put explicit if it's anything explicit I just have to all right I won't I won't just show it has different positions okay of so there's like nude people on here mm-hmm. so like you could just like shuffle and pick a card and they're like all right we're doing this position all right that's that looks fun let's try that you know so it would just be like something random like okay we'll just try a new position we I haven't know done that for a while would love that yeah right like it's yeah. just fun you know and it's just a different way to kind of use your tarot deck and if you do read tarot you could tell your partner what the tarot means what what does that card mean and like what's the yeah. you know, meaning behind it right and then of course this is the tarot of sexual magic oh um, i've never seen that one. Oh wow yeah this is kind of the same thing there's a lot of different positions on there um it, okay. but it's it's definitely this one definitely tells like more of a story yeah um so i think it would be more like open to interpretation if you if you do read tarot this is probably more interesting to you like okay. as a tarot reader for people I think that I might do try that deck. Yeah, yeah that's really cool um but the sex fortunes one is definitely just like here's a position go for, <laughs> go for it you know um, at, at, at 11 30 p.m tonight we will be doing this yeah, yeah it's fun <laughs> it, it's just something different i think to like yeah keep it's a spark fun. alive spice fun. things up if you just want to try something different hey it's different yeah that is really and if cool. not don't do it totally no, fine. That's, that sounds fun i'm definitely <laughs> getting that last stick that sounds like a lot of yeah fun. That, that one sounds yeah. like right up my alley for sure yeah um so yeah what do you think about like um when people who are in relationships and the sparks they're they're both want the spark back let's say but maybe there's some resentments that build up because of just all you know nothing nobody cheated nobody's really fighting it's just you know the stress of everyday living there's nothing they have they're giving to everybody else they're giving to their job they're giving to their children how do they give to each other again like they did when they first got together and for a long time probably for them to have gotten married for the you know for the most part um like how to open that conversation up to trying and working on it together because I think that kind of has to be there too yeah both people have to want to work on it you know. Both people have to want to work on it. Um, it can start with just one person, yeah. Um, which is hard for people to hear sometimes. They're they're like, well, how can I save it if I'm the only one working on it? You can actually save it with only one start person working on it. Like, yeah, you, you can start bringing them along, right? Yeah. But but I have to. I mean, I have to say, like, there can't just be one person like paddling the boat for a year. You know, mm-hmm. like you start paddling the boat, and then your partner starts helping right yeah, so yeah i would think like after like a three-month period your partner should be like paddling the boat with you yeah. but you can start alone is what i'm trying to say right. um so what happens is you know if there is like little to no communication or like a lot of resentment like you said um you, you want to first start you know that connection or intimacy with yourself you know that you know, self-love, self-pleasure. And once you feel like you're kind of filled up that, you know, you feel like, okay, I feel like good about myself. I can like push that out now. And then be um, yourself around. Yeah. The then like you want you to extend that to your partner. And that's the part yeah. that people find hard is like, they're like, well, why do I want to do anything nice for this person? Who's not being nice to me, but that's yeah. what the step you have to take. That's the part that's yeah. hard for people. It's like, well, why should I, you know, 
invest or love this person who's not being loving towards me right now. That's the part you, that's the step you have to take. You have to take a step towards, um, in order for them to come along with you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part. And, and I think, you know, the best, the best thing you could do is speak your partner's love language. So if you've been together for a while, you know what your partner's love language is and you have to love them in the way that they want to be loved, not the way that you want to love them. Right. If that makes sense. So if you know that your partner's love language is physical touch, then you need to go and give them a hug, whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. And <laughs> which then is you hard. probably will it's if, they, hard. if they start sinking into it, which they might take three or four times. And they might go, they Why leave. are you hugging me? It feels awkward. Yeah. Like yeah. you might like come up behind them and give them a hug and they'll stiffen. You know, they'll yeah. be like, Why are you doing this? This is different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it might take a few weeks to be like, yeah. This is not normal. Why are you doing this? Why are you giving me kisses? Why are you holding my hand? You know, but after a while, it will sink in. Well, listeners, as you probably have listened before, if you have, you know, it's a psychic podcast. We haven't had something like this happen in a while, but we just had a crazy Zoom experience with audio, video, the whole shebang. And uh, we'll see what's here. Maybe I'll leave it in the video if it's interesting enough. (laughs) You'll see something we didn't. Um, But uh, we couldn't remember what we were talking about, so <laughs> we were just going to uh, let you know. You can go check out Jennifer Love at jenniferlove.me on her website, and she's on Everclear under Jennifer L, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have all her information. I'll put it in the description. You know the drill, listeners. And Jennifer, thank you as always for being here. And every yeah. every time we had to put, postpone this one a few times because everybody uh, is like all three of us just uh, finally we we're just like we just got to do it yeah to, you know it just got you know and also of course I want to thank uh, Misty and our sponsor Everclear and that's like our, where we both work as part of our jobs Everclear is an advice app where you get advice from psychics and empaths so you can create the life you deserve. So, um, and listeners, thank you as always, always, always for listening and watching if you're watching. And if you're not watching, thank you for watching if you would like to be watching, I guess. <laughs> and watching, if you, I mean, if you can't hear it and you're just watching, I, I, I don't think it, there's, well, I don't know, maybe you can see energy like some people on the podcast and you can just see what we're talking about. But then again, I think Spotify has closed captions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for reading in that case. And uh, Jennifer, thank you. Thank you. So, so fun. It's always so fun. Have a nice night, everyone. Peace out. Bye.